0: local radio for portsmouth hi i'm claire tamplin and today i am so excited to welcome someone who for me personally my family for so many people in our community in portsmouth and actually across the nation scrap that across the world is an inspiration at what he does i would like to welcome humbly with so much privilege and gratitude the body coach joe wicks to cultivating courageous conversations joe welcome
1: Oh, that was such a wonderful introduction. I'm, I'm really um, honoured. And thank you so much for like, inviting me as a guest on. because I have love I love the show and
0: I'm really looking forward to talking to you. Honestly, I can't even... Well, you know, this just means the world. People laughed at me, Joe, when I said I was going to have my own radio show.
1: Why would they laugh at you?
0: <laughs> but I think it was just because it's that essence, isn't it? When you have a seed, when you have a dream, when it feels so far-fetched. And I know we're going to really deep dive a little bit into that later in the show. But sometimes things can feel so far away from your reality and it takes a lot. Of work, and I think that for me, this is such a moment to anyone listening right now. We're gonna start at the top, you know. This is such a moment for anyone listening. Do not give up on what makes your heart sing. If you are wanting to support people and you don't know how to do it, just keep doing it day by day, and it will begin to grow. So, Joe, are you ready?
1: Yeah, first, I just want to say I'm so glad you never gave up on your dream because I had similar people. In the beginning of my career, people were laughing at my videos on Instagram, saying, oh, why are you doing those silly Lean in 15 recipes? But I loved it, and I carried on doing it, and it grew into something so special, which helped so many people. So well done for you for continuing and working towards your goal, because you're, you know, you're amazing. And I think it's a lovely example of um, consistency and dedication to that, which really creates an amazing opportunity for yourself.
0: Thank you. It means the world. It really, really does. Thank you. Joe, this is all about you. This is all about empowering others. I've got four core values educate, empower, inform and inspire. And I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
1: Wow, I could start from the beginning. I'll start from i, I suppose I start from more like the, the whole Joe Wicks and the body coach thing from when I really started to really find my passion. I think for me, like my my passion for fitness is and, and health and nutrition and mental health has always been there. But from the start of my career when I first sort of turned to personal training I've just been so inspired by helping people. And I think, you know, people might have heard of P with Joe, like the lockdown workouts, but I was working with children and families like for years before that. But essentially, you know, I'm a personal trainer. I have an online business. Um, I'm a father of three. I've got three beautiful children um, and I'm married to my wife, Rosie. And I, I dedicate my life, my energy, like all my time in basic, to basically helping people around the world move their bodies, you know, be inspired to cook, get in the kitchen, look after their physical and mental health and hopefully that has an effect on their own lives but also a ripple effect on all the people around them so I'm very dedicated I work really hard and you know my my energy has gone a long way because I've done so many great things but my proudest achievement I would say is obviously the PE with Joe lockdown workouts where I did live workouts every day for for months and months on end and got people moving and really created a new kind of uh, thought in people's minds that actually you know we can exercise and move our body we can change where we feel. So, yeah, I'm very much focused on the link between movement and physical and mental health.
0: I want to just go back a little bit and say congratulations because the birth of your daughter, she's two weeks old now, right?
1: Yeah, she's brand new. She, she had a, um, Rosie had her at home, which is the first time we had the first two. In wow. She had a home birth. It was amazing. Yeah, She was born um, at 5 a.m. And then, and then at 7 a.m. the kids woke up and came down and met her their little sister. So, yeah, it was a really... Magical. Really lovely experience to have it at home, actually.
0: Magical. Rosie, you are a superwoman. I literally take my hat off to you. And also, I need to mention something else, don't I, Dr Wicks?
1: Oh, yeah, that's a that's a funny one. But, yeah, that is true. It's, I'm not a real doctor. I can't stop prescribing drugs and doing operations. But, yeah, I got a doctorate from my university, which is pretty mad.
0: So this was the first honorary doctorate that they'd given out at St Mary's University, right? It was your contribution towards health and fitness to the nation during the pandemic and all of your charity work. Joe. How did it feel in that moment when you heard your name being called out?
1: Well, I mean, it was just a bit surreal, really, because I was there, in you know, Westminster Cathedral. My brother was there. My brother, my older brother Nicky, my little brother George, and I was—I just felt this overwhelming sense of—I was so pr- proud because I was a trouble, I was a naughty kid. I was a troubled kid because I had quite a difficult home life. So, I was considered the naughty kid who was always being, you know, expelled and put into isolation. And so, for me to come through all of that and become who I have come today, and you know, to have an honorary doctorate, like I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon. I was obviously quite emotional when I did my speech. Because I, I just can't believe that these things have happened, really. But I'm just proud of the the. the, the when I look at the boy I was and the teenager I was versus the person I am today, like I've realised that I've achieved a lot and I've done so much good with my time and I've turned all that negative, stressful and um, frustration as a, ch- as a young child into something so positive. So yeah. yeah, it was a, it was amazing. Yes. Yeah.
0: As you know, Cultivating Courageous Conversations is all about leaning into conversations about mental health and well-being. And I'm curious, what does the term mental health mean to you?
1: Wow, I think it's changed a lot for me over the years, like what I used to think of health and what I used to place kind of emphasis on. It was all about, for me, you know, physical health and looking good and wanting to change the way I look sort of on the outside. But as, as, time, as time has passed, I've become a parent and I've become you know, more experience in training with people and just ex- and helping others, i realized that actually mental health for me is all about how I feel on the inside. It's about my energy, it's about my relationships and how I feel, how I, I perceive the world and also how I interact with people. So for me, you know, exercise and mental health are so interlinked, they're so intertwined because it's always been the thing I've turned to when I've had a difficult time. You know, emotionally I've been stressed or I've been angry or frustrated as a kid, like exercise was my release. And so for me now, I try and promote that message a lot more around, you know, moving the body to feel good. It's not about changing the way you look on the outside. That, that will come as a byproduct. But if you can really tune into exercise and, and good food and sleep and see those things as a way change the way you feel, that's what's going to really transform your life.
0: And as you know, Joe, I coined myself the Mindful Movement Coach. And we've had a conversation about this, didn't we, at Community, at Russell Brown's Festival. And for me, movement is so crucial because it's not just about making shapes with your body, as you rightly said. It's about understanding that you're firing up those neuropathways. Every cell in your body is coming alive. And that's when the growth happens. That's when the action can take place. And that's when we can move out of those places if we're feeling quite stagnant or if we're not, you know. And Joe let's be honest and we've we've touched upon this before haven't we you don't always feel like you want to move right
1: oh no there's days that you know i don't I want to cook and i just want to get a takeaway and i don't want to exercise but i always think you know it's okay to have those days where you're not motivated but for me it's more of a it's a habit and a discipline i know that when i don't exercise like the alternative if i don't exercise if i don't move my body if i'm not eating healthy food and getting a good night's sleep like everything else around me just, like feels more difficult my relationships and you know, I'm not as patient with the kids. And yeah. so for me, like, I just know if I do something, if I move my body, even if it's 20 minutes a day, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel more energized and happier. And I really want people to understand that because a lot of people don't connect those dots with exercise and food. They always think it's just about losing weight and you have to exercise. But when you reframe your thinking around it and say, you know, I can exercise, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to move my body and I can actually, you know, get strong and get healthier. And that's a real motivation for people if they kind of just change the way they perceive things. And, try out different things so I think sometimes people think you've got to be doing like high intensity workouts but there's yoga there's walking there's ballet there's climbing there's so many different things you can try that can really you know lift that mood lift your energy and actually give you something to focus and that you enjoy it
0: and getting out of your head and into your body right
1: yeah I, I often think about that like you know there's a there's a moment when you actually especially for me when I'm starting to work out, like I'm not always in the mood for it but it's almost like a tipping point where I just start to feel the stress and any negative energy starts to relieve my, you know, release and leave my body. And then I just have this positive like endorphins and I feel clear. I've got like more clarity and I actually think life ain't that bad. Like life's okay, life's beautiful. And by the end of a workout, like my energy, the serotonin is like dropping in my mind. I'm like, this is why I love exercise. This is the thing that people need to remember. Like you do lose weight, you do get stronger, but really, the mental health benefits, the instant change in the way you feel—that's what's going to really pull you back to exercise and movement. I think.
0: Should we talk about Wim Hof? Because we met by the ice baths, didn't we, at community festival? And we were really, really fortunate with lots of other people to attend the most incredible breathwork workshop.
1: Yeah, that was powerful. I mean, I've I've obviously followed him for years. I've got uh, I'm into the ice baths. So I actually interviewed him once for uh, a little YouTube video to get me prepared for the going to the ice. So I've been following him for years, and we've been fascinated by it. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the ice and I love the cold. I do the hot and cold therapy. And so, obviously, Russell Brand did community in Wales and I said, like, I want to go. And it was just to be there in his presence, you realize he's a super energy, like he's a superpower. Like his energy, he was singing and doing the breath work and it just takes you to another level. But yeah, there's, you know, I do a lot of physical exercise, a lot of fast stuff, like where I'm really exerting myself at high, high really high energy. So to actually slow down and breathe and do the mindful stuff and actually the yoga and actually combine the breathing, like it's, it's so good for me. It almost, just slows my brain down a little bit. So I've really felt the benefits. But yeah, it was so lovely to meet you there because I hadn't really met with anybody. I was there my brother and my dad and everything and so to meet you and that really lovely chat we had and, you know, just connect with a complete stranger and here we are chatting now. It's amazing that you know, it really was a community event. I loved every, every minute of that.
0: That feeling, that energy, if you could bottle that up and put it around in our communities and our worlds. And I think that, you know, I, I quite often, really privileged in Portsmouth to live right by the sea. And I quite often will go and have a sea swim in the morning before the children have woken up, before my husband's woken up. And people say to me, you know, how do you fit it into your day? But actually, Joe, that's that one half an hour of the day in cold water that I can just be me. And if I can face that first thing in the morning, I can face anything, you know, with my children, with the school run, with, I know we've talked about, with whatever comes up with work, with relationships. I'm more patient. I'm more present. I've got more power with my, you know what I'm doing with my work, and I just think for anyone that is looking to you know take a cold shower, just try it out, and um you know just that's the first step. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, give it a go. I mean, look, a lot of you not know, people have access to like ice baths and you know the sea if they're not near the coast, but yeah, like it's a co- coming up to the winter time now, the water temperature drops so much that yeah you can have a cold shower. And it's the mindset's like All right, why would I do this? It's horrible. I prefer a hot shower, of course. Like because we want comfort, we want to we be in our comfort zone, but when you step out of that and you just do something like as simple as a 20-second cold shower, like, it, it does something to your brain, it does something to your mind and how you feel, and you just, like you said, like, you feel that like everything else is less stressful throughout the day, so I really, I really do promote that and believe it's a good way to start the day. And if, Also, if the boiler breaks, you're not, you're not screaming because you're used to it all year round, because so like, Rosie hates it when the boiler breaks, she'll go like a few days without showering, but I'm like, I can do this every day because I'm used to it. Yeah,
0: hands down, this is easy. Do you know what? One of the things that I learned so much from Wim Hof was the power of the breath and the power of slowing things down. And it's all about balance, isn't it? When we think about our nervous systems, there's so much hype around being productive, being in fast-paced life, but slowing down can actually be really productive too.
1: Yeah, I just think we're just living in a world where we're moving at 100 miles an hour. We're just processing so much information with social media and netflix and disney plus and then you've got like the news and work and all these stresses constantly our brains are just firing up at 100 miles an hour so yeah it's really important to to connect with your breath and I, I took a long time for me to actually slow down and actually say i'm ready to do the meditation i'm ready to do the you know the breath work and the stretching and the mobility and all the yoga stuff because i i didn't get a buzz from it i didn't get that same sort of post-workout high that i talk about with exercise so it's definitely been harder for me to get into but the benefits i mean it really helps in my sleep i feel calmer you know when i do the you know, a nice sort of yoga and breathing session. And, yeah, I just think people have got to try it a little bit. And sometimes it won't stick straight away. Like, sometimes it takes a while. But eventually when you see the benefits, like anything, it becomes a habit and you can stick to it.
0: You know, leaning into conversations about mental health and well-being, they're not always ones that are aired, quite literally, are they?
1: Yeah, obviously I went to the full extreme and did a documentary. But no, I think a lot of people <laughs> were quite surprised with that because I shared a really open and honest experience of life. And I just really, you know, the aim of that was to just help people talk and get people thinking about their childhood and how they could move forward. Did you manage to see it yourself?
0: Yeah, I've seen it. And do you know one of the things that when we talk about childhood, when we talk about trauma, when we think about reflection, it's really, really, it can be quite uncomfortable, can't it? And I talk a lot about Brené Brown and she talks about leaning out of comfort and into courage. And one of the things that I just kept thinking over and over was just how courageous that you were and how many other people are going to now feel that they can lean into courage and not necessarily do a documentary, but just to pick up the phone and talk to someone, to reconnect, to you know, sit around the table at home and say, actually, growing up, this is how I felt.
1: And yeah, that was the aim of the conversation, really, because you know my mum and dad are on there, my brother, and it was like we we're all very vulnerable and being quite open. But I said, look, if this is going to help someone out there who's maybe suffering with addiction or depression or OCD or you know some kind of mental health issue, that it would just start the conversation. I had such a great you know response to it. The feedback was amazing because I think people seem me this like really upbeat, positive, happy guy all the time. They don't realise there's more to it. There's a journey. Like I'm a 10 year success story, if you like, but also you know I had a childhood as well. I had a really difficult upbringing. My mum was a my mum had severe mental health issues she had ocd and eating disorders and my dad was a heroin addict from a very young age so like yeah it was pretty chaotic growing up but i wanted to share that journey so that if you ever felt like you were in a place where this this is my life wherever this is the same path i'm going to lead down that you can actually break out of that and i think you know i've proved that because i had this driving force and this energy behind me to want to help others and that's where my empathy comes from because i was that child in a council flat you know where we didn't have nice food we didn't have access to you know, clubs and facilities and we didn't have anything. So, like, that's really given me, like, a a determination to help others and it's why I'm still working so hard today, I think.
0: Yeah, Joe. my eyes are well enough, and I'm trying to be super professional here, but I do need to clear my throat because, you know, there's so many people out there that have a story, right? And I think for me personally as well, I was free school meals, I was from a broken family, I was low income household, you know, as you said, everything on paper that you could possibly tick that was a vulnerable child. But you know what? I don't think anything like that struggle gives you the fire in your belly to want to help others because it's it's that kind of selflessness isn't it, where you almost want to connect with your own inner child again and be like, Do "You know what? look at where we are now, look at what I can achieve now, those others that are struggling, those others that are suffering that need that help, I get it I'm here to help you yeah,
1: hundred percent I think if you look back to PE like what what is it what was it that got me up every day like you know through a lockdown when I was feeling I was down, I was struggling with it as well, but the, the thing the feeling for me was like I was a kid who was so hyperactive. And so troubled and distracted. And if I didn't have exercise and movement and fitness and my friends and stuff, I and mean, like, I would have, I would have really been overwhelmed. I would have really struggled. I would have really found it difficult. And so, I imagined myself in that situation back in that council flat, you know, the tiny little two-bedroom council flat. I was thinking, I need to do something. I need to keep keep kids moving. Like, and so yeah, like it was just about that. That was the kind of the empathy and the experience that yeah. I've been through, without a doubt, was the driving force behind that. And yeah, I think, like you said, the experience we have as kids, they can really damage you and traumatizing you it can make you almost go down that same path like but I actually went the opposite direction and did something really positive with my, with my life
0: yeah and this shows people anyone listening right now and it doesn't need to be that you know you're you're if you're already an adult it's still there's never you know it's never too late to be a cycle breaker it's never too late to break the mould. It's never too late to do your first workout. And, you know, here we're hearing it right now from the mouth of the nation's PE teacher. He, he, That empathy, that that courage, that desire to want to reach out and help other people, I think it it just completely takes over. And, Joe, I'm curious, what advice, what guidance would you give people who are younger that might be listening? Or what would you say to younger Joe right now?
1: I always get asked this question. It's a good one because it makes me cry and... It makes the emotional thing about it because I, I picture myself as a kid, like and the experience I was going through. Like I can't imagine my kids like living in that environment. So, you know, I'd say to my younger self and to anyone that is in a situation that's that's challenging, or you feel that you know you're just stuck in this like kind of place that's just really negative and stressful and, and overwhelming. And it was for me, it was very like, dysfunctional and also just unpredictable because my dad was clean and then he would relapse and he'd be in you know in and out and he wasn't there and. You know, my mum was, you know, a bit manic with her, up, she was up and down with her emotions and stuff. So it's just a difficult upbringing. But I would always say to myself and to anybody that, you know, it, it isn't forever, like it's temporary and you're going to, you are resilient and you can come through that. And I think if you keep talking, if you try to reach out to somebody and don't feel alone, then you can actually talk and realize that it's probably someone really close to you that's also experiencing difficult things at home. Like you're not this own, you're not like this person that's the only person in the world that's experiencing this. I think that's what I felt like at the time that this was this is my life, and nobody else in the world could possibly understand, but the truth is, you know, when I, the more I understand now, like, there's lots of families that are experiencing that, so believe in change, believe that you can actually overcome something, and don't feel that, you know, you're stuck in this position forever, because life does get better, and there's always a brighter day.
0: Joe, social media, you have quite a following.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've worked hard for that following, and I've, yeah, I mean, it's a 10-year, people often think, oh, look at this guy, has got all these followers, but it's 10 years of, like, consistently sharing good content, like, inspiring, and so, yeah, I think there's like four and a half million people on Instagram now, which wow. is pretty, pretty
0: mad, really. It's incredible. And I'm really interested to hear, because we've spoken about this before, haven't we, about social media and Instagram. I'm really interested. What do you think about the relationship between social media and mental health? There's pros and cons, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I'm an example of someone that's used it in such a positive way. Like I've used you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to build a really amazing community sharing positive content uplifting, inspiring, trying to get, you know, kids, toddlers moving to grandparents and, you know, everyone in between. So I've kind of, I've used it positive way, and it's so powerful. Like I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have been out, I've got 100 million views on P with Joe because of YouTube, like because of the technology, because of social media that promoted it, that helped me get it around the world. And so it's amazing. But also there is the negative side where, you know, if you are following someone who is a bit more negative or it's bringing you down, like it, 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 it's, it's really important to almost, um, Like, filter out the things that make you feel good, the people that inspire, the people that, you know, make you feel positive about yourself. And anything that doesn't, just try and disconnect from it and try and stay away from it because it's not going to help you in the long run. It will, you know, especially if you're young and you're someone who's, you know, developing your own sense of self. Like having social media and following certain accounts can really affect your mental, mental health in a negative way, I think.
0: I agree. And it comes back to that awareness again, doesn't it, Joe? Being aware. How does this make me feel when I see this? Do I feel inspired? Do I feel empowered? Or do I feel really negative? Do I even maybe feel a bit comparative and jealous? Because all of those emotions are healthy emotions. But it's just understanding that if you're putting it in front of you constantly, that's not aiding your growth. That's not aiding your journey to your own self-discovery, your own awareness. And like you said, figuring out who am I.
1: Yeah, it's a really good point. And also, you know, you've got to understand that the technology is designed to be so addictive to keep you hooked in, you know, with the new you know mention reels and suggested posts like it just wants you to be on there so much and it's trying to step back I've done a lot of research into this about you know the connection between screen time and mental health and how addictive it is and you've almost just got to win back hours like for me as a parent it's really difficult because I live my life on social media like my success is because of social media but I don't want to be a dad that's on his phone all the time at the park and in the car and at bedtime so I'm having to sort of leave it literally physically leave it in the car when I do the school run or When I'm doing bedtime, leave it downstairs in the drawer so that I'm not drawn to it like a magnet. Where I just want to quickly check it, one more little, you know, one more little um, refresh because it's so addictive. So I'm learning to sort of win back those hours really and be more present.
0: And I think the more we're aware of that, the more we practice these healthy habits of, you know, parking your phone or setting a timer and doing something like that. There's so many young people that I speak to who, you know, they feel that. It, they're missing out if they're not on their phone. My son, I know, he's five years old. If he watches too much TV, he's really grumpy. He's really moody. And I think that, yeah. you know, it, it's having an effect on all of them. And it's it's just being aware of what it is doing to our bodies and, and how healthy it is and, you know, what are we gaining from it? Because actually, let's, you know, the other side of the coin is there's a lot of positives with social media in terms of gaining a tribe almost, a connection, your people. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I have, like, I have kind of two sides of Where One's, like, my my output, and then other is my, like, what I consume. And I, I follow some amazing people, you know, with some amazing content, and I get a lot, inspired by a lot of podcasts and people that share, you know, really inspiring stories. I think it's just a case of, like, tuning in and that stuff, because I get really down. I, if I read the news too much, if I consume, you know, Twitter news and BBC news, it gets me, it brings me down so much, so I have to really try and, protect myself against that because it it can affect me so much on a daily basis so yeah I think it's just trying not to um focus too much and absorb every single bit of social media and and mainstream media because it can be a bit overwhelming can't it so yeah yeah, I think I think social media is is a really positive thing um but ultimately like it's about consumption and not being on there too much you know
0: we're going to go straight in there do you believe that there is a relationship between struggle and growth
1: oh 100% you know I I think I think when I look at anybody's successful, like and you and you really get into their story, like you always see the success and you think, Wow, look what they've achieved, look at the followers and the, the career they're having and the and the life they live but then you really dig into the story about how they got there and like I'm an example, like so obviously I started in twenty twelve, it's twenty twenty two now, which is ten years. So I'm I'm a ten year overnight success story. I've worked so hard from the very first days of, you know, running a boot camp and trying to generate business. Like when you when you when you launch anything, like at the beginning there's there's no community, there's no business and so it's tough but I think, you know, I've, I think, when I think back to those times, actually they were the, they were the times I was so excited to do it, I was so like, yeah. motivated because I wanted to, to build something for myself You know, I actually found those years probably, even though it's more challenging and it was difficult because you're at your comfort zone having to do things that I wasn't comfortable doing and, you know, going on live TV and doing all these scary things like, so over overwhelmingly scary and I was so anxious to start but now, you know, I'm not so frightened of those things because I think comfort you know, you don't achieve much in the comfort zone, but when you get into that discomfort, you actually reach and you lean into something different. That's where you grow. That's where you become, um, you know, you become like confident and you actually can set bigger goals. You believe you believe I've, I've just done that. Like, what can I do next? And I yeah. think, yeah, I think struggle and getting out of your comfort zone is directly linked to also goal setting because you start to believe in yourself a lot more. Mm,
0: and I think the level that you're at, you almost, you know, you're such a leader, you're such an inspirer you know you are so selfless with your charity work and I think that when you get to that level of confidence you're able to inspire so many people so seamless seamlessly uh, that that is you know that that is just another level of of success. Um, Joe tell me about we talked about this tell me about when you would hand out the leaflets and when you turn up to the park.
1: Yeah so when I started out as a personal trainer I lived in Surbiton at my dad's flat and I, I couldn't afford a van and I didn't have like much equipment and stuff but I had a I had a bicycle with a trailer, like a little sort of clip on trailer on the back and I would I'd cycle to Richmond and I would obviously like you know, I didn't have a had a little basic website but I didn't have any money to do any promotional marketing and I was just literally like a trainer, you know, based in, in Surrey that's just trying to get some local business. And essentially I'd get there and most of the time nobody would turn up. You know, most of the time it would just be me and maybe one person or no one would turn up and I would I would never give up, I'd never think, Oh, this is it, like just go and work at David Lloyd or Fitness First. Like I really believed in myself and I wanted to be my own boss. So I would go outside some station and hand out flyers. And I I was so embarrassed, I hated it because it was like rush hour and people really didn't want to see this you know, like guy with his little hat on and these little flyers giving out, like boot camp flyers. But it was all I could do and I think it really gave me a confidence and a resilience to be like, look, this is the only way you can do it. You have to reach out and speak to people. Yeah. And like because of that, my boot camp grew and it launched, you know, it launched me into the, the whole personal training thing and it was like the start yeah. of my journey.
0: Later this month, there's an interview being aired with Dr. Alicia, and she got the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Award for a startup business. And shout out to anyone locally, any entrepreneurs that are absolutely hustling. I'm so proud of you. Keep going. And Dr. Alicia... is an award-winning doctor at a very high level. She's just done her first TED Talk. She's opened up her own business where she talks about the benefits of mental health and she has a drip station um, and looks in vitamins and minerals and so on. But one of the other things that she does is she coaches people to get to that high level, that next level, that peak performance. And what I love about her is she coins this phrase about human beings are multifaceted. There were so many people that when she was a doctor and she left or cut down her hours that said, but you're a doctor, what you're doing? And she said, you know, it doesn't define me just because I'm a doctor. That's not all that I am. And likewise, it really resonated. And that's why I love her so much with me when I was a teacher. People, but you're a teacher. Why? Why do you want to have your radio show? You know, you're a mother. Why you? actually, do you know what? I can be all of those things and anyone listening right now, you can be more than one thing. We don't have to pigeonhole ourselves and it's that limiting uh, beliefs that you said that we can smash that ceiling from.
1: Yeah, 100%. You're, you're just another example of someone who, yeah, I like just thought, you know, I'm, I'm not going to listen to those negative voices because if you lose self-belief in yourself, it's, it's over. But, you know, when I met you, you were like, you know, you're like, I'm going to do this, Joe, and you've just gone away in the space of, what, four months? You've achieved so much already. So you think, where will you be in five years or ten years if you continue with the same drive, the same determination? Like, you'll have an amazing business and you'll, you'll help hundreds of thousands of people if you continue the journey you're on. There's no doubt about it.
0: Thank you. Do you know what I read the other day? Do something today that makes yourself proud in five years' time. And I thought, do you know what, I'm doing it for me, but I'm doing it for my children too. And every single day, when you feel that, oh, can I cannot be bothered today, it's that, right, I'm going to do it today to make myself proud in five years' time. Because it's those little steps, it's that consistency, isn't it, like you said?
1: Definitely, and it all adds up, like little daily wins, you know, just little little steps towards your goal, like it all adds up. And then, you know, you go, wow, look what I've achieved, and you keep setting goals. That's one of the things, don't get, don't get stuck in a rut where you're sort of just plodding along. Always think, right, like, what can I do differently? Can I go beyond that again and get out of my comfort zone again and that's where the growth happens that's where something amazing can happen so yeah i mean just keep keep doing and just keep being passionate and just keep help if you really do want to help people and you believe in like giving and you get a lot of joy from giving then your your business will grow because it just follows you you know because you're helping people you're making an impact that's what i've always done
0: it's purposeful it's an act of service and it's something that people need right now more than ever
1: Definitely. well I can't wait to see what you achieve and um, I'm going to be following you, on, I'm following you on social media so I'm looking to see what you achieve in the next few years I follow you on Instagram.
0: Joe, it's been an absolute joy to speak with you today. I'm so, so grateful for your time. One of the things that we always finish the show off with is we ask people if they could share with us a song, a podcast, uh, anything that inspires them, a book and I want to shout out as well James Davies Body Book. Tell me a little bit about that please.
1: Oh yeah, so James Davies is my um, he's my therapist. He's like an osteo. He does acupuncture and deep tissue massage. He's amazing. He's such a lovely guy. And he's he's worked with so many people over the years. And he's actually created a book called Body: um, Simple Techniques and Strategies to Heal, Restore, uh, Reset and Restore. And it's like a sort of like a bible around the body about understanding your joints, your muscles, how you can live pain free, and you haven't got to you know rely on um, you know painkillers. You can actually work on your body and fix and heal yourself naturally, which is amazing. So yeah doing really well i'm so proud because he's got a sunday he's a sunday times bestseller it's his first book so yeah big up james davies
0: it's incredible i've just bought the book i've bought it for my mum as well who has arthritis you won't mind me saying that and it is just like you said it is a bible for the body it is shout out because it is an incredible book podcast joe anything that you want to um signpost or inspire anyone to listen to
1: so the podcast that i've always loved for so many years and which has inspired me the most is it's a, it's a podcast How I Built This by um Guy Raz, it's like an American guy. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like really amazing stories of entrepreneurs. Like from companies such as like Uber and, you know, Ben and Jerry's to even to smaller kind of fitness and fashion brands. It's just it's just their story, their journey from an idea to like building a really amazing global brand and I think it's um it's incredible. It's my actual dream, my goal in life is to be to be on there, to go on these podcasts and wow. talk about it. We've got the body coach business.
0: Wow. Well, do you know what? We'll, we've got that recorded. We'll be able to listen back in years' time or who knows when, how soon that might be of you being interviewed on there, right?
1: Yeah, that's the guy. I reckon five years, within five years, I'm hoping to be on there.
0: Yes, Joe. It's going to happen. So, Joe, our final, final question. Music, as you know, as a radio presenter, I know you like your music too. It is a universal language. It has the ability to touch our hearts, to speak to our souls, to really get our bodies moving, but to really evoke emotion. And we finish every single show by asking someone to share with us a song that means something to them.
1: Oh, I love this question. I've done Desert Island Discs and it was like my favourite podcast ever and so I got to choose my tracks and yeah, this song was one of these tracks but I'm going to say it again because it's the one song that just brings me so much joy and happiness It actually takes me back. like It's like a Time Warp song. So the song that's most significant in my life and it was the theme tune and the kind of soundtrack to... The P with Joe Worker's when I did the music is um, George Ezra's Shotgun. It's just such an iconic song that we were singing together and the kids were laughing and dancing along to it. And when I hear it now, when I listen to it sing at it the kids, like, I feel quite emotional because it takes me back to my living room that first day, you know, in lockdown when we were so uncertain and anxious about what was going on. And I just think that song has kind of made you feel like happy. It's such a happy song. So yeah, George Ezra's Shotgun is the song I would recommend.
0: Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: I've loved it, honestly. Thank you so much for having me on and I hope that um, your listeners have enjoyed it and I hope everyone has a lovely day and remember, move your body, change the way you feel and um, keep smiling.
0: Thank you, Joe. Take care. Take care. See ya. Bye-bye.